0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk. A little bit earlier on the show, we spoke to Sean Defoe, our political correspondent, about opinion polls and about rows in the Dáil. One such row today involved Paul Murphy, the People Before Profit TD, and Tánaiste Mihal Martin. Take a listen.
1: You talk about freedom of speech and so on in Tunisia. You're, not, you're nowhere near that. Don't you? I'm not suggesting it, but what you are trying to suggest is certain people can't speak. Because they have a view. That is what you're saying. They should not be allowed to speak. If there's up to 50 or 60 speakers, if one or two have views that are contrary, is definitely five Barrett, then they should two. not speak. That is intolerance. You guys are no great advocates of freedom of speech at all. Uh-huh. And I shudder to think of the day when you would ever be an authority. But by God, would you put the jackboot on people who might have views That's different to yours. That's where you guys are coming from. State. I understand. That's where I stand. Can I ask state. the T-shirt to withdraw that? I will not withdraw anything. Can, Can I ask that to That's withdraw that? I, I'm asking
2: right now, because in the past, there was an issue about not asking for it immediately. He said that if we were in power, we'd put the jackboot on people.
1: Yeah. Can I ask That's him to withdraw that comment? comment? I'm not withdrawing it. Like, we're in a parliament. Mm-hmm. I f- believe fundamentally... The right of freedom of expression okay. in this parliament. So, okay, so sorry, I, I'm, I'm I've witnessed this. the deputy's opposite make all sorts of comments about okay. people. The it's debate, a bit rich like, sorry, for sorry, Deputy Murphy to be looking for. Can we throw the chair in? It's the getting somewhat squeamish, shall we? He's in breach of standing orders saying that we would put a jackboot on people if we were in power and to, to a draw. I'm entitled to yeah. an opinion.
2: Yeah. You're in breach of standing orders. Sorry, through the chair. You've just made it. Go, go made, and say it outside like you the
1: door. Like your disgraceful allegation that we're Putin's public. Just say it outside the door. privilege. You've just made an assertion that certain people shouldn't be on a platform. No,
2: no, no exactly. actually we didn't. Stop lying about what we said.
0: Yes that was in the doll a little bit earlier uh, today. I do understand that uh, ultimately the Taoiseach uh, withdrew the remark um uh, uh, the language deemed unparliamentary. However, what kicked it off was criticism from Paul Murphy about the makeup of the forums, the constitu- the constitutional the neutrality forums that are being held in different places around the country uh, to discuss Ireland's neutrality uh, over the uh, coming time. Uh, Paul is with me now. Paul what what is the nature of your criticism? Thanks,
2: Kieran. We, we we want to have a debate about neutrality. It's clear that there are those in the political establishment who want to get rid of what is left of our neutrality. Public opinion, thankfully, is very strongly in favour of keeping our neutrality, and so we 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 want to have a debate about that. And we think the best place to have that debate would be in Citizens Assembly, which is what the government was previously suggesting that would will be made up of a random selection of citizens, hear a wide variety of views, make recommendations, and then ultimately um, we think we should have a, a referendum. We think neutrality should be enshrined in the constitution and that's a decision that the people should take after a process of debate. And um, That isn't what we're getting. What we're getting instead is a stage managed process by the government to try to, I don't think they'll be successful, but but try to push public opinion in the direction of saying we need to be mature, we need to forget about all this neutrality stuff, we need to massively expand military expenditure, and we need to de facto become kind of associate members of uh, NATO as well as participating in more European militarization. That's where they want to bring us. And so what they're doing, the next step of this is these so-called consultative forums, which start next week. And um, And they're completely biased. So a fair thing would be to say that we have equal numbers of speakers who are in favour of retaining neutrality and those against retaining neutrality. And, you know, the variety of viewpoints on on both sides of that, that they're not just singular opinions, but there should be a balance of speakers on both sides. That isn't what we have. What we have is a consultative forum chaired by someone who is a dame of the British Empire. She's going to write the report at the end of it. She's on record, repeatedly, as supporting the aims of US militarism, supporting the invasion of Afghanistan, supporting coups and attempted coups in Latin America. And then in terms of the speaker lineup, I can go through it but in total there's 71 speakers and it basically breaks down there's a few in the middle who don't have a declared opinion either way but they're five to one against neutrality they're five to one of on the five side almost 50 speakers who are on record as opposing irish neutrality in favor of aligning with nato in favor of further european militarization or literally work Mm. for NATO or other military powers. So this this isn't in any way a fair or balanced okay. debate. There's no real participation of the public. It's a stage-managed process.
0: Um, okay, let me bring in Lisa Chambers, the Fianna Fáil senator, leader of the Shannon spokesperson on, on foreign and European affairs as well uh, for her party there. Uh, Lisa, we'll, we'll talk about the makeup of, of, of uh, these forums in just a moment, but in, in terms of Paul's point about a Citizens' Assembly, March 2022, the Taoiseach, and this was Micheál Martin at the time, has proposed a Citizens' Assembly, on Irish neutrality on the basis that such a forum would allow for careful consideration of a spectrum of opinions on the topic. What changed his mind?
3: Well, uh, good afternoon. First of all, it's a consultative forum that we're having, not just on neutrality. That is one of the things that will be dealt with. But it's the title is actually on international security policy and it'll look at a broad range of issues. And, you know, Paul likes to focus on the neutrality issue and that's fine. Um, but I would absolutely reject Paul's ass- assessment of what this forum is about it is first and foremost a listening exercise and it will be based on facts not people's opinions not their emotions but people presenting facts it is completely factually incorrect to suggest that x number of speakers are firmly on the side of one issue as opposed to the other. That's not not, not correct. Just to give you a flavour, because Paul didn't outline some of the speakers, we will hear from Oxfam, we will hear from Concern, we will hear from all of our universities, UCC, DCU, Manus, NUI Galway, at the OSCE, many academics, yes, some defence experts, those working in the human rights se- sector as well. It's a really broad spectrum of people, and they are people that are experts in their field. And there will be things, there will be things like, we'll be discussing uh, the response to the Ukraine situation, we'll be looking at cyber security, we'll which I think is an area people do want us to work on, particularly after the HSE attack a couple of years ago. Mm. So it's, quite, it's, it's much more, like, Paul would have you believe and would scaremonger and tell you that the big that the world's going to end now, we're going to have this big militarisation, and that's what it's all about. That's not it. There's nothing predetermined or pre-talked. What, why, did the shock, why
0: did the tea shock in March last year, as recently as that, talk about a citizens' assembly and these very issues, but now it, but it's the, these consultative forums?
3: Well, the Citizens' Assembly, the, the idea there was on, specifically on a question of neutrality. But as I said, this consultative forum is way more than that. This is not just about talking about neutrality. Yes, of course, that will be talked about. And we're going to ask questions around the triple lock, for example, as it stands, and people will be aware of this. Not only do we need to get DAWL uh, and government approval for a UN mission, we also have to get a, a UN Security Council resolution, which can be vetoed by Russia and by the UK, and by France, the six, the six permanent members. And I think in today's world, given what's happening in Ukraine, I think it's right and proper we'd have a conversation about that and actually say, well, are we okay with that? Or do we think, given the changes to the global security environment, the fact that things have shifted significantly since we, have, we haven't visited or touched upon our security and defence policy in this country for years. And it is long overdue that we have this Mm -hmm. national conversation. But it is open to all. Not only are people invited to attend, it will be live streamed online. Um, We're hearing from many diverse diverse voices. No decisions are being taken at this. It is simply to have an open and honest conversation based on facts, not emotion, not scaremongering, not... Want some person's interpretation of what might be a potential outcome. That's just not, mm. there's not, no facts to back that <laughs> up. So I would say let's have the forum, let people make up their own minds about it and tune in and see what's been discussed. These people will find it really interesting and really insightful and there's some really fantastic speakers I hope to attend on two of the days myself and I'm looking forward to it and I think it's, it's a positive thing in my view yeah. because having a conversation around our foreign security and defence policy is so long overdue, and so much is happening in the world that I think we do need to have a look at it.
0: Paul, Oxfam and Concern are hardly engaged in the uh, process of trying to encourage militarisation. They're not, and and they're
2: in my in my five to one. They're included in my. They're in, in your my one ones. exactly. So there's close to fifty speakers who are on record. I'm not making this up. They're on record in writing as academics or as commentators of in favour of uh, militarisation, um, and then there's close to ten who are in some way likely to be critical of that uh, process. So
0: this is not in any way... Now, are you including, sorry, just are you including, in, in terms of people who are in favour of militarisation, people who would absolutely support Ireland remaining militarily neutral, but who would be supportive of us investing in a primary radar system, for example,
2: or no, I'm, more I'm not, equipment
0: I'm not, I'm for not, I'm, our defence forces?
2: Not, I'm, I'm not including those. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm including people who, who work for... NATO explicitly, uh, who are on record, you know, people. And it's no problem. I, I don't have a problem with these people having these opinions, for example, or even being invited to speak. But let's not pretend that they're neutral people, the likes of Bridget Laffin, who I'm sure you've had on your show, who has been campaigning by, or pushing for an end to neutrality for about 10 years. John O'Brennan uh, from uh, Maynooth, um, uh, Andrew Cotty, Jean Monet, chair, Ken McDonough from uh, DCU, uh, you've got Andrew Crotty, who's a NATO research fellow, Chris Johnson, a fellowship in the U.S. Air Force, Katrina Heinel, who has advised NATO. I could go on and go on and go on, right, and give you close to 50 names of people. This is not some neutral listening exercise. There will be a report done at the end. Uh, it's not binding, of course, but this is it's very clear what this is about. Yeah. The government will say at the end of this, we had this. No, I, 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 first of all, I, I find,
0: I find uh, John and Bridget, I have interviewed, and I always find them interesting. I don't necessarily sure. agree with everything uh, yep. they say, but they're always interesting. Thing. Is it your connection there should simply be more people representing the neutral side of the argument?
2: At the very least. So I I think it would be much better to have a process of citizens assembly. And I think the reason they don't have a citizens assembly is very simple. They don't want the citizens um, because they know that citizens are very likely to give an outcome that they don't want, which is a continuation and a defense of our neutrality. But if you're going to go down this route of so-called consultative forums and drawing up a list of experts, which is done by the government, let's not pretend these people were just picked out of the air. It's a process that is led by the government. There was no civil society input into who ends up speaking. Well, at the very, very, very least, you should ensure Mm. that there is a one-to-one ratio of people who are in favor of Maintaining neutrality and in favor of getting rid of neutrality through in one guise or another, and the fact that that isn't should make people extremely suspicious about what's going on. And there's no problem. Lisa Chambers arguing and the government arguing to get rid of the triple lock. That's their position. Yes, they want that. I mean, Fine Gael has been campaigning for the end of but, triple lock. But, but, but for is there an argument years. that is
0: there an argument that you've got more people speaking on the non-neutrality side? If you do, and listen, Lisa might say that's not the case. But if, if we accept that, it's because there are there are 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 more kind of um, uh, uh, options as to what that might look like. Ireland as a non-neutral state, whereas to say could, to have kind of the the equal amount of people saying we must maintain the status quo no, but, is just the but, same but, argument, kind of one hundred times over. No, if but, 100 but, but times, it's one hundred one hundred people making because, it,
2: because for example, it would have been very interesting to hear from one of the one hundred and fifty countries who are part of the Non-Aligned uh, Movement, hear from countries from the Global South who are neutral and their vision of neutrality. Hear from Austria, which is the only other. Really neutral uh, state within the European uh, Union. There, there are different views about what neutrality means. You know, I will have a different view than others who are part of the Irish Neutrality League. I actually had a debate with Tom Clonan, who's part of the Irish Neutrality League, on Pat Kenny's show. So it isn't the case that there's just one monolithic view on the neutrality side, and I think that would be a very interesting discussion uh, to have. But really, this is a ready-up with a predetermined outcome to say, here we have a report from this expert forums, and it says we should get rid of the triple-op. Lisa, a
0: a a ready-up, predetermined outcome, and you're afraid of the citizenry.
3: Uh, well, no to all of that, obviously. Um, and just uh, the, the one thing I would agree with Paul on is that there is lots of different interpretations as to what neutrality actually means. So in Ireland, we are military neutral in that we're not aligned to a military organisation. But we're clearly not neutral when it comes to the war in Ukraine, for and example. We're not, we're not really so we military do,
0: neutral either. Come on.
3: Well, we no, we are in that we're, we're non-aligned. So we, we don't engage, we're, we're not part of a, a, a wider uh, military organisation. So that's the definition of it. That's where we stand as a country. We, um, we so flirt so a little more with
0: NATO than we do with others.
3: Well, I I would argue, actually, and I'm not in favour of joining NATO, I would argue that where we are more closely in line now is with other member states in the European Union. We do collaborate on certain projects. I see Ireland's future because we're a small nation. We, We don't have the resources to put together the defences we need, for example, around cyber security. We're just too small to do that on our own. We need to work with other countries on that front. Maritime security, clearly hugely important to Ireland. We don't have the capabilities to do what we need to do. So, for a small country like Ireland, it makes sense for us to work with other member states in the European Union on a common policy. But every time you say something like that, you have the likes of Paul Murphy and other things oh, we want to become more militarised or they want an EU army. That's not the case and that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is being realistic in the current security environment that we are operating in because we are not untouchable. It used to be the case, you know, before the internet that because we were an island nation, we, had, we were somewhat protected just because of our geography. That's gone now. We don't have those protections. We are as accessible as any other country. We saw that firsthand with the HSE cyber attack. So I think now is the time to have this conversation. It is not pre-cooked or predetermined. I think it's actually not, I don't think it's a good thing that you have somebody generalizing about every single speaker at the conference. If people want to, for themselves, have a look at the consultative forum, mm-hmm. have a look at the list of speakers. There's a full document dedicated to who all the speakers are and their background, their qualifications and their history. And I think many of the panels don't even touch on neutrality. They're talking all about right. lots of different topics. So that's not a fair assessment well, in my well, view. People are having the debate
0: today. on the text line on 087-1400-106. Uh, Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD, Lisa Chambers, Fianna Fáil Senator, thank you both very much uh, for joining me. One person says we're already part of the NATO architecture as we are members of the Partnership for Peace. So that ship has sailed. Bill says neutrality and 2023 is a delusion. At best, it is described by a slight alteration to the comment attributed to Roosevelt. Speak softly but carry a stick. Switzerland is neutral, points out somebody else, but they have a large military to back this up. Their navy is bigger than ours and they don't even have a coastline. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.